0: News, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news, real news. Well, I hope everyone had a great weekend. This weekend was very busy for our country. Our president, obviously, successfully came out on top in Argentina. His trade war with China, obviously, came to fruition. Not only did he negotiate better trade, but he ensured that fentanyl would be something that China criminalizes in their country to help stop that. I mean, this guy is just amazing. Can he be winning anymore? Incredible. It was really incredible. You know what I did, though, find extremely um, amazing and I loved was how uh, himself he was. He was so himself. And that is exactly what we need. We need someone that stays true to themselves and doesn't change because they're president or because they are senator or anything like that. So for me, that was great. I um, wanted to revisit something and I wanted to uh, say it to you rather than play it for you. But uh, basically, this is a recording From 1965. And I'm going to read it out for you. And I just want you to pay attention to the words. If I were the devil. If I were the devil. If I were the prince of darkness. I would. Literally engulf. The whole world. In darkness. And I would have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I seized the ripest apple on the tree, thee. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the USA. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you. As I whispered to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I'd like you all to just pay attention to these words. This is from 1965. Going forward, you have to understand just how powerful this is. So to the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what is bad is good and what is good is square. And to the old, I would teach to pray after me, our father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make learn, uh, literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. And I'd tranquillize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves, until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher readings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine our children. And they would refine young intellects, but to neglect to discipline emotions. Just let those who run wild until before You knew it, you'd have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors in every school. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon, I could evict God from the courthouse, and then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and defy science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and the church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of an Easter egg and, the sim- in, as, and Christmas as a bottle. If I were the devil, just keep in mind, I'm pretty much on the right track right now, right? If I were the devil, I would take from those who have and give to those who want, making and killing the incentive of the ambitious. And what will you bet I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich? I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, and in moral conduct. I would convince the young that your marriage, that marriage in general is old fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I would just keep right on doing what he's doing. And that my friends was a warning from 1965. It's incredible. If you think about it, that Paul Harvey stated that in 1965, that's over 45 years ago that he predicted exactly what it is today. It's important for us to pay attention into what we are being told, what we are seeing, and how things are being portrayed. It pains me so many times to see comments on posts on social media, watching the news, the so-called news, reading the paper, articles posted by many that portray facts, that portray science, that portray things that you cannot question because they are facts in a way where you question reality. I am really hoping that whoever listens to my radio show, and I know there are many of you that send me lovely messages, others not so lovely. But it's important for people to understand exactly what is going on. We have a man in the White House who is not part of any party except for the party of the people. He's promised and he's delivering. The summit was very successful. The summit proved just how successful we are as a country and just how much the other countries need us. Because everything in this world revolves around our country and our economy. Like I said over a week and a half ago. A week and a half ago I said. France, Germany, all of Europe is going to be in turmoil. Because our president is no longer throwing away our hard-earned tax money. For things like the Paris Agreement. Or paying their way through NATO. And as we see today. France is on fire. They already have in certain areas of Paris martial law because they need money. They are broke. They were relying on us. We were paying their way. And a seven and a half hike in carbon tax. If you have a stove, you pay. If you have a car, you pay. Everyone's paying a tax because they need money. They have no money because we stopped paying. Our country has now stopped floating the rest of the world. I'm very excited to see all the news that's going around. All these uh, reoccurring, I would say, a remanifestation of the past. Because the past proves the future. I said that many times before. We already have all the information we need. Like I said last week, and I still haven't kept my promise. I'm seriously writing it. I promise you guys all. But I have a piece on Mueller, which will let you see exactly what you've forgotten. Everything you have forgotten. Because the media makes sure you forget. Because if you go to Google and Google Mueller, bully, Comey, Bush, because Mueller and Comey had bullied Bush Jr. to do their bidding, you'll see just how easily you forget and just how easily Google omits things. Literally in front of me, it said that I had four pages of search results, got to page three, and then there was no page four. Duck, Duck, Doe prov- could provide to me everything I needed. And still I had to search because they bury everything. Unfortunately for them, we have Tor browsers. We have archived information on the internet they don't own. Because one thing that I've been trying to push across to anyone that listens is that the internet is not free. The internet is not open to everyone. The idea was always and will always be that the government owns the Internet, every single aspect from social media to big, you know, companies like ABC, a.k.a. Google. uh, All these companies literally own what content you can put. That was the whole plan. Because the minute you have access to full information, like the information we're going to talk about today, like the information I will have in writing, I promise, before Sean Hannity goes live, because I've been working on this for over a week and a half. This is what they don't want you to know. And that's truth. And that's remembering facts. Because today on side conversation with a few people. I'm like, Hey, you remember this? And they're like, Oh, geez, I totally forgot about that. I remember hearing something like that. Well, I think it's story time today. So today I'm going to tell you guys the story of Mueller and Comey, the BFFs that pass torches on to each other. And you know, a lot of people say, well, this is just the DC swamp. You need to look at your state and look at your swamp. Because D.C. is just the most visible swamp you see now that we're able to see it. Because right now, we still have access to information. Who knows? We may not in the future. I can guarantee you that if Hillary Clinton was president, we would have no access to communication. I mean, we have documents on the record, leaked information that Google was manipulating what we were allowed to search and see. What does that tell you? I mean, I don't care if you're so far left, you can't see the right over the horizon. I don't care how right left you are. You are an American and you need to pay attention. And the thing that you need to pay attention to is that they are controlling you. Either you agree with whatever they're trying to hide or not. You must understand this just because you don't like something doesn't mean it shouldn't exist. This is how you erase history. This is how you lose the lessons from history. You know, something I've always told my children is I think I told that to my friend today too. Mistakes and events that happen unexpectedly, either they be bad or good, are all done to season us. Those scars from errors, those scars from making, you know, from falling, they all teach us something. Because throughout life, we're always learning. Now, could you imagine if, um, you stuck your finger in a socket when you were a kid and had a scar that reminded you of that? And that scar, because you could see it, deterred you from ever putting your finger in a socket. But suddenly the scar is gone and the memory of the scar, obviously the memory of sticking your finger in the socket is gone too, because that's attached to the trauma that you had. So, What will stop you from putting your finger in the socket again? Nothing. And this is how corrupt politicians keep recycling and pushing forward with their plan. We have them on the record. Obama was just on the record down at the Baker Institute saying that we should all be one government. We should all have one plan in mind. And they always look to America to set that tone Who are we to set that tone? I mean, it sounds kind of great saying, hey, my country's the boss. But what makes me the boss of every other country? And what will stop another country from saying their boss? So having said that and setting the tone, I think it's a little bit of story time. So let's just say I'm really proud of Dr. Corsi for filing that case against Mueller. See, a lot of corrupt politicians, law enforcement officers, lawyers, judges, they do this. They coerce you or they tell you, hey, I won't incriminate you. Sign this and I'll make it go away. Just say what I tell you to say because then that means I won. And see, the thing is, what they don't understand is that people like Dr. Corsi or people like myself don't answer to that because it's people like you that we need to remove from office and we will not bow down to corruption and allowing you to go as business as usual. And I'll remind you guys what I mean for business as usual. And I think I've made mention of it before, but I think it's time we get a nice story time. And I'd like you guys to get to know Comey. I'd like you to get to know Muller. And like I said, I've already written it up. I'm editing it right now, but I will have for you The most detailed Mueller piece so you can understand just what kind of man is supposed to be leading an impartial investigation. So let's go back to like the 70s and 80s. Mueller's a cop in Boston. Dirty, 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 hairy. Lots of scrutiny. Then he comes down to D.C. He becomes, right, the FBI director under Bush. Well, it was before Bush, so it was, it was just Bush, yes. So anyway, he's, he's a little bit before. He starts working on a team with the FBI, and he becomes FBI director, Okay. So lo and behold, as he's FBI director, you know, 9-11 happens and things are going nuts. People are like freaking out. You know, everyone's blaming everyone. Oh, it's the Saudis. No, it's Osama bin Laden. No, it's this. Um, No, it's, you know, Hamas. No, it's this. You know, everyone's pointing the finger everywhere. And then you've got George Bush Jr. sitting there, you know, like a baby, reading a storybook when it happens. And he was none the wiser. He was just like, uh, you know, he had nothing to say. Now, let's keep in mind, this is New York City. A plane just hit a tower 30 minutes later another one comes in no one shoots it down they just let it go so let's just pretend that happened that it was just let go no one shot it down because we all know how that works you're in my airspace you don't identify and I just had a plane that didn't identify south crash into a building I'm shooting you down but for some reason we didn't shoot it down whatever the reason may be caught with our pants down panic whatever you want to say So all this is happening, and Mueller's the FBI director. And he's working for, he worked for Bush, Clinton, and Obama, okay? Um, For Obama, he worked an extra two years over the limit. There was a law that was passed. Uh, You can only be an FBI director for 10 years, okay? And that was because there were term limits, Now, what happened while he was FBI director? I'll tell you what happened. So post 9-11, we get all these investigative reports. We got an IG investigating already Mueller for abuse of national security letters. What is that? That's kind of like secret subpoenas. So he was literally put under the spotlight. The FBI was found to have gross overreach, according to the report. It was scathing. It was horrific. He violated civil liberties of the own, the very citizens that he is sworn to protect. He literally committed crimes against the citizens of the United States. Over 3,000 of them. Over 3,000 counts of abuse of process. This was FBI Director Mueller. It clearly stated by the inspector general that these, uh, you know, that the FBI has violated government policy as many as 3,000 times since 2003 as agents secretly collected telephone, bank, and credit card records of U.S. citizens and foreign nationals that were residing within the United States. So people forget that. They forget who Mueller is. You know, and the ACLU have forgotten too. Because their executive director had had said, and I quote, the reason Congress has ever chosen to limit the tenure of the FBI director was born from this experience, and the experience was from J. Edgar Hoover. This is why Congress set term limits to an FBI director. Because remember, after those limits were set, Mueller, that law did not apply to him. Obama appealed and asked for an extension of him to remain FBI director. So he said, born from this experience with Hoover, when an unelected government official with access to the most powerful investigative tools of domestic intelligence agency could muster, become so powerful that presidents and members of Congress feared to cross him. It was only after Hoover's death in 1972 that the extent of his abuse of these authorities was publicly revealed to America's shame and horror. So the law was done because there was an abuse of power. No one would defy that administration because of that. Hmm. Yet Mueller was the same. And you know who was his partner in crime? Comey. James Comey, the one that virtue signals and tells you just how great he is and how he abides by the law. And obviously, I'll have a short break, but I will show you how Comey and Mueller have been passing the torch to each other for almost 20 years. It is incredible. How easily people forget. It is incredible how the FBI director, who at that time, the IG, had found on so many counts for him to be violating the law, violating rights of citizens, violating almost anything under the sun and committing crimes. But I'm going to tell you a little tidbit that people don't know after the break. He not only survived 10 years as FBI director but President Obama ensured that they extended his tenure even though Congress had passed a law to refuse it how is someone that was so corrupt and working against the interests of the people allowed to extend their tenure and it was swift everyone approved it really quick Sounds like what happened back in the Hoover times, right? How everyone would shut their mouth and bow their head. Kind of like how swiftly he became special counsel. How easily people forget. How easily do they forget? It is ridiculous. I mean... Just to see, you know, when I heard that he was going to be appointed special counsel, I was like, this is ridiculous. And I wasn't even old enough to remember this stuff firsthand. I mean, yeah, I kind of was, but mentally aged, okay? Because there's not a lot of people like Laura Loomer who are in their, you know, mid-20s or early 20s. There are not a lot of people that are so in tune with politics to discern BS from fact, Because what I'm going to tell you is all verifiable from the talking heads you see from CNN, from Washington Post. When I published this, you will have access to their original articles from the time where they spoke down about him, where they called him corrupt and dirty Harry, but everyone's forgotten. And like I said, it's not just D.C. Look at your state. Look at your senators, your congressmen, your attorney generals, your tax commissioners. Look at them. Because those are the people that you've elected that are constantly involved in racketeering, human trafficking, child trafficking, tax evasion, quid pro quo. You name it, they do it. They sell you out at a drop of a hat and we're still reelecting these clowns. And this is how Mueller's back in office. Because people forget. When someone's been in office too long, big problem.
1: Hey,
2: this is Leonora Cravata from Red State Talk Radio for my pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat. 19619194 promo code State. put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for
0: the best night's sleep in the whole wide
1: world is mypillow.com
0: All right, welcome back. So where did we leave off that no FBI director since J. Edgar Hoover served more than 10 years? Why did Mueller, who oversaw a massive expansion of the Bureau's domestic surveillance, be allowed to? And this was something posted by the Washington Post in 2011. The New York Times even reported it as a troubling story about FBI agents being given significantly more leeway to search databases and go through household trash, Spygate, and use surveillance teams to scrutinize lives of people who attracted their attention. So if you were on their radar for criticizing, if they just didn't like your face, or if you wrote something about them, They'd be all over that. And in light of that, it was surprising to everyone that an extension of FBI Director Mueller was not even being contested in Senate. Guys, I'm going to tell you something that totally blew my mind when I was um getting together to write this article, which I will be posting. Guess which senator, okay, and now hold on to your seats for this, was the only one, that spoke up against this. Yes, the, uh, the senator that you would not expect ever to do it. Al Franken, Al Booby Franken. Yes, him. So basically, Obama literally submitted this request to Senate That wasn't even contested. Like everyone gave him some softball questions, like asked him stupid things like, do you like your coffee? Does it taste good today? Would you like some water? And again, the only senator. So think how many of your senators served in 2011 are still serving now. So think the only person was Al Booby Franken, right? Disgraced Franken who said, And I quote, Your department has been heavily criticized over the last 10 years for significant misuse of the department's surveillance powers and for other major civil liberties violations. What? Al Franken said that. He was the only one, when I watched the video, that made Mueller uncomfortable. Everyone else was like kissing the ring. So... You know, this, this topic of domestic surveillance abuse is something that I've written about many times. Probably the reason I got banned from Twitter, too. It's all over big league politics. It's about Spygate. It's about how they sold our information to other companies. It's about how they create citizen profiles. I know everyone's, uh, you know, starting to learn about this Chinese, um, you know, new era of a social score that they have, like a... Uh, you know, like your social media score or whatever, your social score. And you can't like get on certain trains or buy tickets or go to certain supermarkets if you're socially unacceptable. Like if you buy too many video games, you're a loser. So you lose points. And then when you go and book a restaurant, they'll be like, sorry, you don't have a good social score to come in. But we have something like that called the citizen score. It was called the citizen log, something called the life log, which then Facebook came along. So life log went and now it's called the citizen score. And you literally are on a database with collected photos from around the world that may be you and may not be you, with criminal and non-criminal records, you know, health records, university records, everything, all piled into one file that may or may not belong to you because it hasn't been fine-tuned yet, where they surveil you. I mean, we already know that the NSA captures every upstream of data, either that be phone Radio, email, text messages, you name it, they capture it, hold on to it for 72 hours, no warrant, they dump it. Well, they're supposed to dump it. So this guy was the father of surveillance. But see, that's not the biggest problem here. The fact that he was the father of Spygate. Right, So basically, we have the father of domestic surveillance investigating the information that has been derived from the own system he created, which is the foundation of this Russia collusion. You get me? He created the system, the global system, the domestic system to surveil and spy on people. And we have this guy who created the system investigating Russia collusion. That's incredible. It's like having me judge my own cooking. I'm not going to tell you it's bad. I'm going to give myself the first prize. Be like, it's the best. How is this even happening? It's because people forget. It is important to point out that he was under investigation by the Justice Department, the IG, back from 24, 25, 26, 27. And as FBI director engaged in abuse of office, using national security letters, handing them out like they were Christmas cards. And remember, those are secret subpoenas that the FBI can issue without judicial review. Remember, if I was talking about Mueller right now, and he was FBI director back then. He would issue NSL's national security letters to everyone surrounding me so he can surveil me and get anything he wants, so he can pin me down for whatever he wants. This is how the corrupt state works. They come at you for some stupid reason, only to dig, dig, dig until they find something they can make stick. I mean, what we're seeing with the Russia investigation, right? So the the Justice Department IG told a committee of these House members, right?, That the FBI violated the law and government policies so many times since 2003. And yet he was still passed with no contest from the Senate. It's incredible. I mean, we put term limits to avoid corruption. I mean, I come from a state where the attorney general has been in for 18 years. Corruption, much. Comfortable, much. People are just dumb. Dumb. How do you keep putting in the same person when they've done nothing but cost you money and done nothing for your state? So here's what I want people to start remembering. The Justice Department under Ashcroft, right, began this OIG investigation, the, uh, the IG investigation into Mueller's FBI. But for some reason, he suddenly fell ill, right? He got sick. And so guess who was the newly appointed deputy attorney general around the time he got sick? Yep, you guessed it. It was James Comey. So now that the attorney general is sick and he's in the hospital, Comey is acting attorney general. So here's where we have a repeat of what happened, right? As acting attorney general, because he was deputy attorney general, the IG had to clear some information they came across. As they were investigating Mueller, other things popped up. Things like people within the government aiding and abetting people in 9-11. That's the part of the IG investigation not a lot of people know about. So here's what happened. The IG asked the FBI, the Attorney General, sorry, to make it legal to submit captured Information of surveillance, basically, of our intelligence community, elected senators and House members, members of the White House and the FBI, of course, to make it legal that we spy on our own people. Because only if it's legal can he submit this evidence and say, so-and-so, so-and-so, and 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 so-and-so paid, organized, got paid for 9-11. Okay? Okay. This is really big news. No one's talked about this, but you know, President Trump has been dropping the hints. Look what's coming up. 9-11's been coming up, and I've been talking about this for over a week. His past is coming up. So remember, there's a portion of the IG report that that incriminated people in office that were elected, our law enforcement officials, and our intelligence community and even members of the Bush White House that had either conspired, aided, abetted, or benefited from the nine eleven attacks. Let that sink in. So what happened? As acting attorney general, Comey did what the procedure is, which is to send that off to the office of the legal counsel of the FBI to determine if this is legal or not. The ID at the time realized that something's up, so he passed it on to the Bush administration. Remember, Ashcroft just happened to go to the hospital when that ID report was provided to the, to the Department of Justice and to the FBI. <laughs> so the acting attorney general, James Comey, decided, my office of legal counsel will tell you if we can make it legal. Mueller is director of FBI... I hope everyone's keeping track, and we've got a scathing IG report about Mueller and some unnamed House, Senate, White House, CIA, and FBI, and DOJ officials that have benefited, aided, or abetted, you know, 9-11 happening. Suddenly, the White House, you know, obviously being briefed. Decides, Hey, Bush, we need to do something. We're going to go to Ashcroft because Comey's stalling. He's dragging his feet. We need to fix this. We promised the people we would fix this and hold them accountable. Bush is like, "Hoorah! let's do it. So there is his chief of staff and, you know, some other White House person, Gonzales. And they are planning to run to go to the side of Ashcroft who is in the hospital because he had pancreatitis. So he was in the hospital with pancreatitis. I repeat, pancreatitis for a very long time. Pancreatitis. Very important. So he's in the hospital with pancreatitis. And White House officials plan to go by his bedside and say, look, you are Attorney General. We're not going to wait for Comey. Make this okay. Make this legal. Make the fact that we intercepted communications of our own intelligence, our own law enforcement, our own House and Senate members, and just make it legal. But guess what? They didn't get there first because there was some little guy named Rod Rosenstein that was becoming U.S. attorney in Maryland that told Comey, hey, they're planning to do this. So then Comey calls up Mueller and says, let's go to Ashcroft's bedside and tell him, you know, he better not side with them and to resist the White House. Guys, this is documented stuff. I will read you word for word where articles were published that literally said that, that Comey admitted going with Mueller to Ashcroft's bedside to intervene, to tell him to resist what the White House was asking him to do. I am not making this up. This is why no one is paying attention. This is why we are where we are, because the past proves the future. I've been saying this for years. People say, oh, what about this? Why are you asking the question? You already have the answers to it. You have everything you need. So here we are. Whoa, look, Rosenstein is coming into the picture, guys. Pay attention. He's the one that tipped Comey off and, you know, was like U.S. attorney, right? After that, right? U.S. state's attorney down in Maryland. Tipped off Comey. Comey grabbed Mueller by the hand and they ran to Ashcroft's side and told him, resist what the White House is telling you. Or else if you do not resist, we will both resign. We will tell Bush we're resigning. We're going to blow this all up and leave you guys hanging. Your administration will never be reelected. You will go down in history as a loser. Guys, guess what? Bush caved. Bush literally caved. Don't know what they told him, what happened, but he caved. And the thing is, is that people have such a short memory. It is disgusting to see people talking about things that they don't know. Remember, Rod Rosenstein tipped off Comey. Comey went and got Mueller, and they both went to the bedside of supposedly Ashcroft, who was dying of pancreatitis. Again, pancreatitis, right? And this is supposed to make sense to you that none of them are colluding, that this is not a setup. Because if you actually look at history, you would totally understand that Inspector General Glenn A. Fine was trying his best to fight for the people. And the press at that point was reporting the news in a soft pitch, of course but no one was paying attention. Now let me find the part where Comey was on the record. This is from 2007. Let me see. It's really hard to... I have it all linked up for my article, but I can't use that while I'm on the radio. But I will link it up. There is an article where... Comey literally says, I was so disappointed that the White House was going to go to Ashcroft's side and tell them and tell him to side with them and over, you know, over go over my head when my legal counsel said it shouldn't be legal. And the thing is, the media never made it, didn't make the distinction to the people at that time to say, you know what, Uh, the White House wanted to make it legal to spy on our own government officials No, they just said they don't want domestic surveillance. And it's like, uh, no, that's not true. But see, this is how the media is controlled. And a lot of people say, well, it just became fake news with Trump. No, he is the first person to call them out at, on such a large platform. I've been calling them fake news since 1992. I was in another country. I saw Bill Clinton take tomatoes to the face, tomatoes. And I was like, whoa, while I was boarding a plane. And I'm like, okay, when I get stateside, I'll see it on the news and see what happened while he was visiting Greece but decided that he's not going to go. And, 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 and it's like, why isn't anyone paying attention? They've been fake news. They won't tell you anything. They didn't even tell you that Bush was literally advocating for the people. He was advocating to make sure that those that were caught... Aiding and abetting terrorists, we're going to be held accountable. But he never made it legal because Comey and Mueller bullied him, and not only did they bully him, but they changed his administration forever. Since then, and then Obama came in, of course, extended you know his tenure, right? Let Mueller stay on for a couple years more, only for Mueller to pass the torch back to the dude that saved his butt by getting a tip-off from who? Rod Rosenstein. So then we have Comey and the FBI. Suddenly we get President Trump. Suddenly we get Rosenstein as the DAG. Same place Comey was, right? And Ashcroft had to, air quote, recuse himself because he was sick from pancreatitis. And so he comes in and they recommend Mueller. Oh, there's the torch again being passed on to Mueller, his buddy. So we've got all these guys together again. I don't see how people don't see this. I don't see why there aren't 20 of me saying this everywhere online. Why? Why isn't everybody talking about this? Do you want to remain ignorant? Because these are things that are facts. I challenge you to go to Duck, Duck Go and put down Ashcroft Dying Hospital and Comey and Mueller. But you know what? One thing you don't have is the fact that it was Rod Rosenstein and I got that. I found that. Through communications, through the OIG's office, through fine, it was a hot mess. Guys, these guys are so in bed with each other. It is ridiculous. It's about time they all get locked up. And you know, we're talking D.C., but it's all across our nation. All these corrupt officials, bullying citizens like you and I, you that's listening and understanding what is going on, where your eyes are open. You're like, holy, I remember that. I remember Ashcroft was sick and, and that the FBI director went to his bedside saying, don't listen to the White House. It was all over the news. How quickly people forget. This is what they bank on. They'll repeat what they want you to know over and over again. So you forget facts. You forget history. I mean, let's take down statues, erase the books, change it. Do you know one, you know, one thing I was having a discussion with my children and my youngest said, I don't seem to understand why they want us to do this common core. Why? How are we answering that question? Whatever happened to our kids just finding the darn solution to the math problem? Do you know what the problem is? Because they don't want your kids thinking more than they have to. You think like this, you got the solution, you're done. Don't expand. Don't try to find shortcuts. We don't need you thinking. We want you to follow a process. If you guys have children in school and you don't understand that, you're really missing the point. This is why president Trump advocated for common core to be thrown out. This is why Betsy DeVos is working in the background to figure out how to fix this hot mess. We have teachers that have no idea how to teach. They just go off of slides and they're told how to teach it. Like half of them don't even understand common core yet. They're teaching it to our kids, which is you're going to do these three steps and that's it. But you're like, but those three steps don't make sense. 10 plus three is 13. No, no, no. You're going to do five times two is 10. And then three plus four is seven. Then minus the four, add the three. And that's 13. And you're just like, what? It's because they're training us how to think. They've already successfully erased your memories with repeating other things and deleting them. I urge you. To go on Duck, Duck, Go and put in Ashcroft, Mueller, Comey, Bedside, and look what pops up. And then go to Google and see how nothing comes up. That's the way they work. And you guys need to wake up. Everybody needs to wake up. Everybody needs to understand just how deep-rooted the deep state is. I could be blue in the face talking about this. The thing is, you have the access right now, a privilege that you may not have tomorrow. You may not have in a week. Use it because knowledge is power, and that's what they're limiting right now, our access to information, our access to factual news. How many of you knew that Comey bailed out Robert Mueller? How many of you knew that Robert Mueller overextended his stay as FBI director when Congress passed the law specifically because of what Hoover happened? How many of you knew that no one in the Senate contested it, except for, weirdly enough, Al Booby Franken? This is where you need to be paying attention. I don't care if you hate the orange man. I don't care if you think that you identify as a coffee cup. The bottom line is today you can identify as a coffee cup. Tomorrow it'll be just the same for everyone else. You will be a slave just like everyone else. You can say you won today, but you're one of the biggest losers tomorrow. We need to be vocal, we need to be spreading these news. You know, every time I write for a publication, either under a pen name or I just give my information to big, you know, companies to write the story for me, I think they're all about the story and the clickbait. Why aren't you about informing the public? That's the job of a journalist. This is something that Laura Loomer said. My job is to inform the public on the things that I find important that they need to know. This is what we all should be doing, informing each other. Mueller, Rosenstein, and Comey have been best buddies for a while, passing the torch onto each other. How sick is that? None of you saw that coming. How many of you knew that Comey went and was tipped off that the White House was going over his head because he was stymieing, allowing the surveillance that they found on our own people, aiding and abetting the 9-11 attack? Do you know what that means for us? That's a huge deal. That is a huge deal. So pay attention. When our president speaks, he doesn't say things lightly. He's tipped you off before. Look at his past. You know, and I'm a little upset that Hannity went forward with it. I wasn't expecting it yet. I thought it would have been a Christmas present. And unfortunately, it's only coming through Hannity, Sarah Carter, and them. And a lot of people are like, well, they're right wing. No one's going to listen. It's up to you. You, the patriots need to fight. You need to put the word out because you have everything you need to knock them down and throw a wrench in the plan that Trump has already started. All of you need to gather together and say, Whoa, this is factual. This is documented. Where is that part in the IG report that's buried? Why don't we have it? And if it was so wrong to surveil our own people, how come Clapper's doing it now? And he's on the record saying, oh, we're not doing that because of whistleblower stuff. That was the reason Comey gave. Comey's office of legal counsel when he was acting attorney general said, we cannot spy on our CIA, FBI, senators, house members because they might be engaged in whistleblower activities and we might intercept it and that might compromise the, um, you know, the whole process of them whistleblowing. Really, dude? But you do it anyway. That was his righteous fake sword that he fell on. And the minute he got that done, he left. And where did he go? Lockheed Martin, L3 Communications, all the ones with the big CIA contracts. Totally coincidence, right? And then years down the line, you know, with that extension of being FBI director, he passes the torch on to no one else but his buddy Comey that bailed him out. And then when Comey's FBI director and Rosenstein is placed as DAG so swiftly and so unanimously, boom, here comes Mueller again. It's a cycle. They're friends. And this is the biggest witch hunt ever. You think Hoover was bad? Wait till you see the outcome of this. We'll talk about it more tomorrow. Have a good evening. And that was Tori. You can follow me on Twitter at Tori underscore says or on Gab at Tori says. And you can always go to ToriSays.com for follow-up writings on this. And I will have this out tonight with all the links so you don't have to fuss about with DuckDuckGo. Good night, everyone, and stay healthy and stay woke.